you by Chucar. Access an exclusive audience of lower funnel car buyers through our network of over 500 affinity partners, including USAA, Sam's Club, and AAA. Close more sales in a cost-effective way. There's never been a better time to become a TrueCar certified dealer. All right, we're live. 3.30. Come on, Chris, man, you don't got it in you anymore? You're going to just leave me hanging sitting That's there. That's right. <laughs> it's that time again. Hey, I'm here with Chris Fritcher. I'm here with Dave Cribs. And guess what? We have a special guest in studio today. I have gotten it wrong two weeks in a row. I've announced Bobby <laughs> Heron two weeks in a row because I didn't listen the first time. It was actually my fault. Bobby, this was always the day you were going to be here. It was, but I loved your lead up. Oh, yeah. I'm like, great. Bobby Heron's going to be in the studio in the <laughs> next week. I'm like, hey, Bobby Heron's going to be here next week. And Lou's like, dude, it's, it's, it's the 17th. So Excited welcome. to join you guys. Thank you for having me. Uh, our pleasure. Our pleasure. And uh, Cribs, man, I know that uh, I know this is automotive, but it, you know we just we just we just ran over here from um, your event and amazing event you put on for Realtors, man. Thank you. Um, incredible job. You killed it, man. You were the keynote, and oh my gosh, I, I, I had the text, easy. I still have people texting me about it. So well, very, I had the easy good. job for sure. Um, you you. I mean, there were close to probably 250 to 300 people. I know some left and had to go to work, and people were bussing their their, their team over from other counties, and um, just an incredible group. Yeah, it was full of energy, cool. man. So super. good job. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, what do you think about the show today? I think it's fantastic. You know, obviously, I get to sit next to one of my faves here, him, Bobby Heron, and uh, can't wait for you know for Bobby to be able to uh, share an input today on today's show. But um, talking again about the modern salesperson in the modern store and uh i'm pretty excited about that because you know i'm so hip and modern and <laughs> the shirt says it that <laughs> yeah. color he, he that is that is from his uh that's another piece from the dave cribs granite line <laughs> that is, yes. uh, yeah that's a level six that's a level six rewards program so, yeah Hey, you know, speaking of the topic, and I'll let Bobby and Chris weigh in, but, you know, um, we'll start with you, Chris. One of our guests here, and I've got to give him full full props and, and, and credit, Jason uh, Volney, if I said that correctly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I've never had, I've never talked to Jason. I'm looking forward to a national uh, training manager at Driving Sales. And I received an email. Um, I'm going to be speaking. Uh, we're going to be doing a special segment at Digital Dealer for a workshop. And, and I received an email just with them highlighting um, some, some workshops and, 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 uh, something caught my eye and it was the title of what Jason's talking about. And it's the modern salesperson for the modern dealership. And so I said, you know what guys, let's reach out to him. Let's get him on. And obviously he's got, you know, he's, he's, he's got a wealth of knowledge and a, a big following, but, uh, I said, then let's center the show around some, some experts, you know, that are out there, salespeople and people like J.R. Rorman. I mean, you're talking about this, the, you know, the used car director, also the president of Bob Rorman Auto Group um, and uh, over, I think, 15, 17 stores and J.R.'s on and then uh, a couple of other really strong salespeople that were introduced. But I mean, what a great topic, Dave, you know, Chris, you know, you've been in the business, you were uh, with AutoNation for eight years, you ran the marketing for another large group for about four years. You know, really, that's what it's all about. I mean, this is a different era to sell cars. And if you want to be successful in this era, in a modern dealership world, you really need to be a modern salesperson. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the market just continues to change. And I think, I think not just being a modern salesperson, but I think you also have to be able to evolve because the technology and, and people are, are changing so much faster than, than, you know, 20 years ago. You know, for the longest time, the business was really... Uh, kind of a dinosaur and, and it seems like now the business is catching up to the technology and the salespeople need to catch up too so I think the show today's show is gonna be awesome Bobby let me ask you something you know looking at the um, this whole topic and Dave you, you know you and I talked about this a gazillion times on, on our show um, we've always talked about it. back in the day you know two years ago three years ago time kind of has a way of speeding up and getting past us we talked about the industry being behind but I almost think the industry is leading other industries in some ways oh yeah We've come light years ahead. This is one of my favorite things to talk about, so I'm so excited about the show today. But uh, you think about a couple of years ago, even, we were still saying things like, we've got to change. Push your mic a little closer. I'm getting directions off camera, like, hey, what's happening over here? Uh, <laughs> right? Much like coaching. But you think about how the industry has changed in the last couple of years in terms of communication, mm-hmm. right? It's a radical transformation that's happened where we're hiring salespeople now where we should be if we're not hiring salespeople who have digital ability who have social networking skills and who are where the customers are participating in those conversations 
and using those tools in training. And we're seeing that happen more now than we used to. It used to be a little like, I don't know if we need to teach communication. We need to just teach prospecting. Well, we're not really teaching that either. So let's mm -hmm. teach people how to actually talk and to listen to people. And you're seeing that more now. So you're getting a better result in yeah. the end because of it. Yeah, that's a great point. I mean, those who are kind of entering, like you just said, I think dealers are looking uh, not only naturally for people who have that, you know, capability and that skill, but also it's just, it's, you know, with time and evolution, it's just becoming that way. Your applicants are just more qualified in those right. areas. So it transitions into the dealership. And uh, I think that's, that's great. You know, I was over at uh, a local dealership in Plant City, which is a, a very nearby uh, town here. And um, I walked in the showroom last night and right up front at the receptions desk, and, and I don't see this often around here, but it had the, the dealer socket screen right. with all oh, the appointments the and the names, yeah. and, you know, the salesperson and the, the, uh, the actual customer. Right. And I was thinking to myself as I walked in that, hey, this is cool because, you know, if I come in and my name's on that board, it does right. make me feel like they went out of their way mm -hmm. to set up an appointment. I'm valued, right? There's that a reason kind of thing. for it, yeah, exactly. right? There's a reason you made it. Exactly, exactly. It's a, I teach a lot of a VIP process when it comes to this, but really any dealer can use it. But we say pull the car up and isolate it from the lot, right? Mm -hmm. We used to teach 20 years ago that that was about control and controlling the sale. Mm -hmm. But we stopped teaching that part and just started saying, do it because I said so. And people mm -hmm. will do what you say, but they won't give you 100% because you say so. So we talked this week about how bringing somebody's car up and putting their name on it creates a mindset of ownership, mm -hmm. right? And you, the yep. same thing happens when you walk in and you see your name on the board. There was a reason I made the appointment. It must mean that I feel significant and important. And that's the difference that one dealership can deliver from the other. There's also a sense of belonging. Because there's right. other people up there, and, and so they, right. it's almost like yeah. they belong. Like you, you guys sit at that table. Everybody's wearing pink today. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah and exactly. that's just one. That's just one example of yeah. what's going on in dealerships today. So I'm really excited to hear from uh, well, the rest of the yeah. panel. They'll be coming soon. But well, let, let me let me challenge our listeners. I want to do something really. Good. Yeah. I'm in a really good mood today. I mean, I, I told you guys right before. I mean, it's literally almost four o'clock here. And I, I've, I've been in the office less time than I've not been. We've done an incredible amount of business. It's just like a really, really good day, really positive day. So I'm going to give away money. I want to give away money. So we That's want you fun. to share the show. Yeah, let's give away money. So how about this? I'm going to give away $100 today. All right, we're going to draw your name out of a hat. All you have to do is share the show, and we have to pull your name. So today, share the show. You qualify to win 100 bucks. You guys can share the show. We're going to put your name in there too. So okay. 100 bucks, and then I'm going to do this. I'm going to give away 50 bucks twice. So we'll give away $100 to the grand prize, and we'll draw that last. But in the first two times, we're going to give away 50 bucks. So we'll do 50 bucks for the first drawing, 50 bucks for the second drawing, and 100 bucks for this third drawing for the grand prize. All right, share the show before uh, 4.10 Eastern. So you have about 30 minutes or so to share it, and then uh, your name will be drawn and dropped in a hat, and we'll announce the winners at the end of the show. Hey, one thing before we go to break and bring our guest on, that was added. I want to kind of we'll get into it a little bit with Jason and the other guests. And I'm really interested to see what the other guests bring to this because, again, somebody who's got the knowledge that's bringing this as a lesson they're teaching, but then you have the people on the blacktop that are going to comment on it and, and, and add to it. But one of the things he did add, and that we got his, uh, his title here, is, and I love this, is stop hoping for high performers and learn how to grow your own. Mm. You know, I love that. He, that's, a little, that's a little caveat there to his title, A Modern Consumer needs a modern salesperson. So I, I, we, we said a modern dealership, but a modern consumer, and then stop hoping for high performers, learn how to grow your own. And that really changes. That's a game changer for this industry because if you think about it, we've always tried to recruit, and there's nothing wrong with that, recruit high performers. But Jason is talking about growing your own, and I'm anxious to really get into that. And I think the people that we have on will, will, will kind of uh, endorse that thinking. What do you guys think? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I think that's cool because when you said that, I think about there has to be a match, right? We, if there's not a match, there's not compatibility, there's not relatability. Right. And uh, that's really cool that he says that, that, you know, you have to have a modern salesman to match that modern consumer. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. You got to cool. match each consumer independently too, right? It's not just the modern, they're digitally driven, but you got different generations, cultures. You want to have the best fit for somebody so the experience is on point and bring all those walls down. Yeah. I'm excited to hear what they say. I am too. Yeah. I'm, all, I'm, all, I'm really interested to dig into growing your own. I yeah, think yeah. that, that well, I think that you want, you talking about deal, you talking about hiring people. No, I'm well, talking you just about visited Colorado. You're not talking about, you're talking about growing your own. <laughs> well, do we need to have a talk about? Why that? is that the first thing I came up? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, no, seriously though, I mean that, that's what I'm really interested in digging into because I, I think that's the biggest issue 
in the modern dealership today is being able to grow your own talent instead of having to go out and find it constantly. You because, know, there's a it. because there's a leadership void. There really, yes. there really is. Yes. Well, how do you teach something you don't understand? Right? Yeah. Oh, Most that's the leaders, and it's not a negative thing. It's just uh, it's the truth. We're, we're told in our industry from years ago that uh, raising your hand and saying you need help is a weakness or a vulnerability, and mm. it's trained into them. Uh, and it's different now, right? You got to have mm -hmm. leaders that are willing to open up and communicate and then be able to teach it. That's the Absolutely. Voice. Yeah. Yeah. Share the show. You know what you're going to win. We're going to be right back in uh, 90 seconds, but share the show. Um, we're going to give away $100 to the grand prize and we're going to draw names and we're going to give away $50 to the second grand prize. And then the third grand prize gets $50 as well. Nice. So I guess there's two Very second cool. prizes. Nice. So we'll do that to the end of the show and we'll announce the winners. You guys ready to go to a quick break and come back with our guest? Yep, I'm ready. 45 seconds? All right, so not even 90 seconds. 45 seconds, we'll be right back. Go share it. Share. Auto Dealer Live, if you're just tuning in, we've got a special guest Bobby Heron in the studio with us today, and an amazing guest list. We're talking about the modern salesperson inside the modern dealership for the modern consumer. So we've got uh, Jason Volney. He is the national trainer and manager at Driving Sales. We've got Sean Hayes, your car guy at Dan Cummins Chevrolet Buick, and we've got uh, Junior, JR. let me, JR, JR, not Junior, <laughs> Whoa. JR. And I got Rorman. 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 Used car director at Bob Rorman Auto Group. We got Stanford Batty Sales Badly. I'm just really tongue tied right, today. Man, you had a busy morning. Stanford right. Bradley. <laughs> you have a good excuse, man. Yeah, yeah thank you. Chris Sales, is just saying, thank God it ain't me. <laughs> right? Sales, I am. Con sales consultant at Matt Black Kia of Tom's River. We got William McCormick, sales consultant at Ball Toyota of Charleston. First of all, welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, guys. Glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely so much. And Dave, I'll let you kick us off okay. since I'm all tied. <laughs> sure. Well, well, no, no. Hey, listen, and I want to make sure we get it right. J.R. Rorman, and uh, J.R. is also uh, the, not only the used car director at Bob Rorman Auto Group, big group, but also the, uh, uh, I saw president, right, J.R.? Well, I'm one of the partners. I'm not the president, but my yeah. dad, my dad's still the president. Okay, okay. So, so future president, one of the partners, all-around car guy. Let me tell you something. He does run all of the used cars there, and this guy is a car guy of car guys. So I just want to make sure we get his name right. But I do want to start with Jason uh, Volney. Jason, you know you inspired uh, the topic for this show, and I'm sure obviously you know that, but I want to make sure everyone else does. And then in, in number one, and number two, even though Digital Dealer is, is out in April, I want to uh, put an endorsement not only for our workshop, um, which is not uh, not at the same time as yours, but um, also for yours, which is what we're talking about today. And uh, a modern consumer needs a modern salesperson. And so I thought, what what better to get somebody that's obviously an expert that's going to be bringing this knowledge into a workshop, and then add and surround and you know this person with an all star cast, a supporting cast of people who are making it happen. And let's talk about this. And I love the second part of it, Jason. And I'm going to have you maybe kind of set this off. It's, you said stop hoping for high performers and learn how to grow your own. So I'm going to start with you, man, let you kind of kick this thing off. What inspired this? And, and uh, maybe if you can just set the tone and then we'll go from there, man. Welcome to the show, Jason Volney. Yeah, no, thank you very much. Uh, let's start off with what inspired this. You know, driving sales has been around for about 12 years, and our whole mission statement has been let's help dealerships, you know, grow their best and biggest asset, which is its people. And what we found when we dove into this research that the customer has changed, and unfortunately the dealerships have a hard time changing with the customers. For example, there's a serious lack of trust. That's nothing new in the industry. And then 
their expectations are changing. And one of the reasons why they're changing is because they deal with other luxury purchase experience elsewhere much more frequently. And when they meet our, you know, prehistoric sales process, it just rubs them the wrong way. And so on top of it, I think Bobby even nailed it on the head when she said that they, we need to grow them and we need to educate them. But unfortunately, most stores don't do that. And so this is what I mean by hoping. When a salesperson walks into a dealership with a customer not knowing their budget, not knowing what car they like, not knowing what the vehicle is going to be used for, they're on the hope plan. And this is where most of the dealerships are at when they hire people. And they wonder why they turn over at such a high rate, you know, according to the late <coughs> Excuse me. Latest uh, <clears throat> NADA tact or statistic, the turnover is about seventy percent, uh, and that's just too much. It comes at a you know a really high cost to the dealership, and uh, unfortunately they don't. Or fortunately for them, they don't have to do that. They don't have to hope. We have processes in place at our dealerships to sell cars. We have processes to finance vehicles. We have processes to run a used car department. Uh, but yet if I ask most of your managers what it takes, what process it takes to develop a high-performing sales consultant, most people will shrug their shoulders. So this is the process that we're here to implement and uh, you know, share with the audience uh, what it takes to grow the high performer and stop hoping so that in return they can help our modern consumer. Love it. Bobby, he mentioned you. Let's go to you. You know, I mean, you heard what Jason said, and our, yeah. we'll let you comment and then feel the, uh, you know, just throw the ball to somebody on the on the team there. Well, you know, today's consumer, I don't know if they're necessarily <coughs> different, but the way they communicate is right. So the NADA numbers, I'm not sure if it's. Let's go say that again. Uh, I don't know if the consumer has changed, but the way they communicate does. And that's right? that's worth writing down right it's there. A, Can I get a pen, Luke? It's a it's a big deal because our customers now are digitally driven. They're socially connected. They're mobile and they're empowered. So a lot of our salespeople and our readership is not. Right? And so yeah, when, you, absolutely. when you think about NADA saying that by the year 2025, what is it, like 80% of our workforce will be millennial. When people think of millennial, yeah. they think, oh, they're young, they're, they're lazy, they're entitled, they live in their parents' basement. Like, I'm only a couple years off of being the new millennial, I don't live in my parents' basement at all, but I do communicate differently. I am into social. Uh, Simon Sinek does a really great uh, session on millennials, and he talks about how when you're screen-driven your whole life, you never really find the joy in a connection with another person, right. so they're not connecting the same, but they're giving us everything we need to deliver the experience to them and help them put a dream in their driveway. We're just not listening to it because we're going old school. You know, yeah, I love it. Cribs, you know, um, I actually think because we have a lot of millennials that work here, and I'm, mm -hmm. I'm kind of very versed on this by default. You know, I think that the millennials of today, and I know my employees and people that work here, um, some in this room, you know, they, they long to engage, you know, physically to face to face because they live in that land, but there, that's why you see all this vintage, this going back because there's really a void and they, they sense that and want that. And so I really, I love that today's customer isn't different, but they would communicate differently. That's, that's phenomenal. Yeah. And I think one of the points that was brought up and I don't know if, we, if it was you, Bobby or Jason, and we'll go to maybe Sean Hayes on this, but uh, talking about the fact that, you know, um, the maybe the generation that's kind of uh, in the in the decision making seats. Right. Um, they don't really have their necessarily a lot of them. I'm not going to say all of them because right. all of it, that would be too broad. There's so many that are very sharp in this in this area. Oh, yeah. But but there is like even myself, I'm not as versed in you know, the, the newer technical communications and the way to market in the most effective way necessarily. So, um, but to, to have someone holding that position, making right. the decisions on how sales are driven that may not be as in tune to that, is that hurting us at, at, at car dealerships? Sean, I'm gonna let you kind of weigh in on that and give me your thoughts. Sure, hey guys, uh, hope everybody's uh, doing well and thanks for having me on. Hello. Hey. There's a lot of feedback. But, <laughs> no, no. So uh, thank you. Thank you for coming on, man. Uh, to all the other callers, can you put it on mute? I got a lot of feedback. But uh, to, to answer that question, and, uh, you know, modern. Hello? Yeah, we can hear you. You're good. Yeah. Just talk through that feedback, Sean. You've got this. Just take it off speaker. All right. So the modern, what, what I've noticed the most is. If we're trying to have modern, uh, modern salespeople, we got to have modern managers. We got to have modern leaders, mm. right? And unfortunately, a lot of times in our industry, 
the leadership hasn't caught up with the industry, with the consumer or the salespeople. So it's just very important that if we do have leaders in place or people get promoted, that they have to stay up with the times and have to understand people. And I feel like that's the the hardest part to the leadership. I, I feel like a lot of times when people get to that position, they kind of just rest. And instead of working as hard as they did when they could get there, mm-hmm. they need to put that same emphasis in while they're there to understand not only the people that they're leading, but understand the new customer out there. You know, we got to get to know people's personalities and how to lead them accordingly. So I think that's the hardest part about the modern dealership per se, because I think you got a lot of people in the organization that are modern. Unfortunately, they can't, uh, they can't do exactly what they want to do or what they need to do because a lot of the leadership and the higher ups haven't moved that way either. That's good. Yeah. And I know I, I want to let Chris, I want to weigh in, but I just want to ask Jr. something really quick, just in case it doesn't go, it goes to a different direction. But Jr. as a leader and you and I've talked even outside of the auto business to some of the leadership principles that you apply to your life and, and some of the uh, training that you do and have done. But I mean, really as somebody who's responsible for a group and a lot of people, you know, what, what are you hearing based on, based on what we're talking about so far? What does it come down to for you? What, what are you basically hearing, if you don't mind me asking, uh, Jr. Well, it's interesting because uh, my four sons are in the car business. I started selling cars in 73, and now we're kind of handing it over to my four boys who are in their mid-20s and early 30s. And the thing that they're pushing is they're exactly what you guys are talking about. Are we a multiplier? Or are we a diminisher? I'm reading a book by Liz Wiseman right now called Multipliers, which really hits it in the head because for years I was a manager hmm. and I was not a leader. And the difference is you're growing people. And as a manager, you're not growing people. Sometimes sometimes you're you're knocking them down. So I think that's, that's where we need to start. And, you know, for years, who did we promote? We promoted the guy that sold 25 to 30 cars a month. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't always the best person to put in the management. Two months later, we were firing him, and they never stay around. He he lost one of your top salespeople. So it kind of it's you know like my dad always says, uh, "Fish smells from the head down." It it really starts uh, from the dealer to the managers and and through the salespeople. Uh, But uh, yes, interesting topic because how do you you know how do you attract the salespeople we need today? which goes back to, you know, how do you, how do you pay him? How do you, you know, how do you, uh, how do you interview him? How do you hire him? And uh, it all, it all works together and therein lies the challenge. But instead of saying, Hey, you know, we have a, we don't have that great of a team. Let's go outside. I think you need to look at how can you grow the team that you have? I, I think that's right on. You know, I've noticed, I've noticed, um, Thanks, JR. there, there are some of the bigger dealerships are hiring, trainers in-house that that aren't sales managers mm-hmm. right they're there to train but they're also there for for building culture as well with yeah. the sales team because <clears throat> going back to what jr just said lots of times your sales managers are not good at training salespeople. Mm-hmm. they're just not they right. know how to do, they know how to do it I but know. they just can't train it you know um i think the other thing is too sometimes your your best guy that you tr- you promote a sales manager no one might not should be a sales manager right. he's a really good salesperson but that's another topic for another day right but what i was going to say with along the lines with that is lots of times they just they don't know how to communicate to the salesperson and and so i think there's a total breakdown from the leadership level down to it's, the salesperson and you know it's not a it's it's not a bad i look over at bobby and dave yeah. and throw it to you guys it's not a bad thing like it's it, what he just said you know we it's only bad if you don't recognize it and fix it Meaning, if if a sales manager is not a good coach, then don't make them a coach. Let them right. let them let them sit at the desk. Let them work the numbers, what have you, right? But maybe he's not the coach. Right. And 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 yeah. likewise, if you have a good coach that's not the top salesperson, but he's a good coach. I mean, if you look at just just using the NFL or any sport, I, I was guess, that's what I was gonna say. Coach I mean, and a captain. My my goodness, I mean, well, I, there's I don't, quarterback coaches. Sure. I mean, well, think about that. There's a guy that just people. coaches quarterbacks. And well, there's just, a reason for that. Well, the yeah. person, the coach on the sidelines, most of them weren't great players, you know, mm-hmm. and most 
great players don't come become right. coaches; they become commentators. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but well, there's a lot more roles. There's a lot, just like a sports team now. There's a lot mm-hmm. more roles in, yeah. in involved in a modern dealership. There absolutely. Is. I mean, or there know, should be, right? There, there absolutely should be. I mean, you know, especially moving into the digital and technical oh, yeah. side of things, because now you have consultants. I mean, <clears throat> let's face it. I mean, um, someone who maybe is a, a more seasoned, who isn't quite as tech savvy need someone to come in that can give them sound consulting on what the Facebook strategy is going to be and what the digital, what the website strategy is going to be and things like that. So, well, and I might be a little biased on the consulting thing for sure, since, since I am one, but (laughs) that's because not every position needs to be a full-time position in a dealership, but somebody has to be able to come and teach you that specializes in that area. Right. Yeah. yeah. And the way that the NFL or any major sporting league run things, the, the same way that I like to build teams, which is my favorite, which is, when you're not competing, you're practicing mm. against each other, with each other, nonstop. There's a coach and there's a captain, and they're That's not good. the same person. Mm-hmm. One is accountability and structure and control tactics and strategies and plays, and one is the influencer that goes out and says, we're going to do it this way, and everybody's going to get excited because that energy they bring to the team is so big and so huge and it doesn't have to be two hundred thousand dollar positions that you're doing this and that's where jr is nailing it yep. and where sean is seeing some frustration i'm sure sean you could correct me if i'm wrong but when we look at a leader and say you know the leaders are getting lazy or they're getting this they're not getting lazy they're getting into an arena that they're not familiar with and don't want to say hey i need help with or they don't, you don't know have to do. the resource yeah. to know what to do right you we spent a week in a store in a store this week and we spent a lot of time going through you know go into your in your crm and your vin solutions whatever look at one of the customers that you've had recently like a value your trade customer put your team in a meeting pull up the website go to value your trade go through the cycle see that they never asked for a phone call and then stop wondering why you inquired about your car it doesn't get any kind of engagement you didn't teach them the journey instead you taught them the same stuff and you'll see you know knowing that a customer is a value your trade i come to the desk to work the deal and i go oh, i gotta be at 330 i've been at 380 boss i did everything i could oh okay let's lower the price of the car then the next question when you go back is what about my trade? Because it was a trade buyer. All you had to do was read the source, but nobody's teaching that mm-hmm. in the store. <clears throat> yeah. That's good. Yeah, and that's part of that sales process that's been moved online and how to piece those things together. And I also think it's really hard for you know, car guys and car gals to move away from things that made them successful in the past. Oh, yeah. That's really hard. So let's go to Stanford uh, badly. And uh, Stanford, you've been listening in, and uh, there's been a lot of dialogue. I want to go ahead and just open it up for you to uh, to weigh in. Thanks. Good afternoon, everybody. Pleasure being on the show. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I was, I was listening here. Um, being a modern salesperson in the modern world, I mean, I hear what everyone's saying. I think it's still kind of old school. Just people want to just talk to people, mm-hmm. and you do have to listen. And sometimes it does get tough to, to listen to what people are saying because you do have your own process in play, and you kind of keep it old school. Like, do this, do this, do this, do this, do this, and you follow that straight line instead of just listening to what the customer's telling you how they want to be sold and what they're looking to do. Mm-hmm. You know, if you can just talk to the person and they, they want you to listen, and listen to what they're saying to you, and they're telling you everything you need to know on how to sell them a car. And a lot of times we don't really listen to that uh, because we do keep it, you know, you have to have a process, but you have to be able to, you know, take a bend. Don't go on a straight road. Take a curve. Go around the corner. You know, think outside the box and do things like that. And we're not we're not really doing that. We're getting stuck being regular salespeople like we used to be and not really wanting to uh, progress and, and make changes and do things a little bit differently. And that's that's what we really need to focus on doing. Uh, if you, I think we didn't try to do that, but sometimes we get lost in just doing the same old thing that we've always done because it's so familiar to us, and a lot of us don't want to change. And if you can just suck it up and make that change and just start you know, being more progressive, being on, on social media, which is very important. Yeah. Right. And that's... It's, it's, a, it's a tough thing to do. You know, I did a lot of videos back when I started. Mm-hmm. I was way, you know, out on social media a lot more often. I did have more sales. I, I kind of fell back a little bit on that, and I have noticed a change. Mm-hmm. And once you start getting back to that and making certain changes and things, doing things customers want, uh, you'll certainly see an increase in your sales. You know, well, I want to you know, cut in here for a second. I want to actually applaud Stanford because really, Dave, I, I think that maybe we got this all wrong sometimes when we talk about modern. We automatically think that, you know, and listen, if you're, we're watching the show on the internet. You know what I mean? If you're not, <laughs> listen, if you're not, if you're not, 
I, if you're not utilizing the internet, I mean, you're under a rock, and obviously you're gonna you're gonna be gone and extinct. But the reality is, all the the tools that are at our fingertips, I don't think we have a. I'm not really sure, and we'll go back to Jason in a minute. I'm not really sure that's what Jason was referring to. Maybe he was a little bit, but I actually think that what Stanford said is 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 really the issue, it, because we get lost even today's modern dealership if you get ultra modern where this that's why I, that's why i had this issue with this ai you know everybody's talking about ai ai and and it's like i mean come on you know i mean look i am in 2019 right now and i'm going to tell you that if i'm talking to a robot i'm hitting zero until i talk to a human i mean it's just the reality of it and i know we're not going that that extreme but i think that what he what stanford said is such a great point we need to learn how to be human inside the technology and utilize the technology. Mm -hmm. But the problem is we have, we have taken the humanity out of it. And, and here's the deal. You have one dealership that competes with you in a market that has, that has, has the ability for people to do both. They're going to win. And that's just yeah. the reality. And, and yeah. uh, you know, I'll let somebody weigh in on that. You know, one of you guys are probably chomping at the bits to get back on and get Sean and Jason. And, you know, one of you guys can jump in and then, uh, then we'll throw it back to Dave. Well, I, I'll jump in. This is Jason. Uh, <laughs> But uh, I, th I think you guys are all right, and, and uh, the problem is the customer is changing a little bit. Their, their expectations are changing, what they expect from a buying experience. They're more informed than ever than they were in the past. However, every single time you want to cater to that customer, you're still running with a brand new sales force, it seems like every six months. And we're all, it's fine and dandy when you would say, we need to do this, we need to do this, but when they keep turning at such a high rate, you can deliver that experience to the customer. We don't develop our products. We need to work on our consumer experience, and if we're going to do that, we need to fix our leadership team to uh, second Sean on this one to make sure they know how to lead. We need to train them, and then we need to have processes in place to retain our employees and make them these rock stars that can take care of our customers. Mm, nice. Don't you think sometimes it's just getting out of their own way, though? Like if, you're, if the sales force is turning at the rate that it's turning out where it's constant, part of that problem is communicating with the people on our team and motivate them in their own way, Sean? right? It's not the same. Yeah, um, well, it, I, I really believe at the end of the day, I think sometimes we make it more complicated than it is. If we just break it down to, hey, if, we, if you want a great dealership, you gotta put the right people in place in many areas, right? And unfortunately what happens is, is when we get in certain areas, Either the people that are there don't grow, right? Or they're not, get, they're not giving what they need to the sales force. And the sales force, like you said, are churning. If we can grow, if we all grow, if we all take ownership of that in each position we have and every day attack our day, attack uh, getting better, then the whole dealership gets better. The problem is, is for some reason along the years, once you get to a certain level, if you're not hungry enough, you don't try to grow anymore, right? So we got to make sure that from top down that everybody stays hungry and everybody is pushed. And when they push, everybody blossoms and gets better. You won't have that churn if everybody's getting what they need, right? That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah well, definitely really good, definitely uh, words uh, of wisdom. Yeah. Let's, let's go real quick to William. Here here is, let's go real quick to uh, place that will play to their strengths, right? Who is this? Whether it be salesperson, manager. This is William McCormick. Okay, okay. that's who I want well to go done, to. Well done, works well out. Just take that right over. Good way to hey, way to dig, <laughs> way to fight, way to fight, fight for your time in there, William. Come on now, <laughs> up in West Virginia. <laughs> go ahead, man. No doubt. Well, I'll listen patiently. I'll take my turn in. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, that's the way it is. We, we've got to put the people in place that that are going to play their strengths. And a lot of that starts with onboarding at the dealerships. And that's something that I haven't heard yet in this conversation. But, you know, the, the best dealerships from what I've seen and some of the research I've done are the ones that take multiple steps to the hiring process. They don't just, you know, hire in the guy who can who can put up a, a good appearance for the initial interview and say, okay, you got the job, kid, let's get you started right away. Um, here's your desk, here's your, here's your computer, here's your, here's your cards. Now go sell something. <laughs> you exactly. look good, I mean, you fog the mirror, you're hired. Wait, the scenario, they got cards on day one, on progress. Business, but the ones that are doing it successfully these days are the ones that are taking a multi-stage process they're going having the candidates come in on different days and at different times meeting with different people and making sure they have a consensus above their with their management team and saying that 
you know what, I think this guy's going to work, or maybe not, you know, because, you know, the, the, this day they came in late or they or they were uh, unkempt or, or, or just whatever the case may be, they just didn't give that great of an interview because it's it's been said before, anybody can show up great for an, for initial appearance. It's just like dating, you know. You, you go out and you want to put on a, a good show, and then after a time period, you, you just find out, that's eh, just not the person for me. Right. You got swiped right out in the door, maybe. That's what happened. There's not a maybe bucket on those things. It's yes or no. Shoot, I'm, 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 yeah, it's been a while, so I can't. Uh, I jacked that up back then. I probably jack it up worse now. So thank God. 25 years, baby. Go ahead, Chris. Were you going to say something? No, no, I mean, no. I'm good. Go well, you weren't. Okay. Well, all right, man. Well, wait wait even, to not pretend like you were. It's even worse when that person's out there, you know, being put from, from sales forward to sales manager. I thought you we know, was going to go. I thought he was going to keep on going down the dating road. Did I know, right? <laughs> I got a whole thing on that. Really brilliant, man. It, it, it is. So what, you're, what did you say a second ago, Chris? You commented, and, and uh, I'll let you field it to somebody, but you said something right in the middle of this comment that was breathing a mirror, fogging a mirror. You know? Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, back in the day, I mean, if you look good and you could fog a mirror, you're hired. Like, right. I mean, right. there was you no... You still are. Yeah. yeah I mean, lots of, lots of yeah. places. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's exactly it. <laughs> yeah. Re- Even more so now. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It's like the no salespeople crisis. Everybody's like, where do I hire from? Stop hiring from the same spot. Go to Macy's. But you, but you know, I've, I've, I talked to a friend of mine who, who works at a dealership and does training. And, you know, in the market today, a lot of people are obviously, because the time we live in, go after millennials. Mm-hmm. They yeah. want to hire more millennials. Yeah. But the turnover rate from a, a, a pure a, across the automotive business for yeah. millennials in the business is awful. Oh yeah, and the and the reason is I think one of the things that we haven't talked about about modern salespeople is we got to look at how what is the daily life of a of a salesperson in a car dealership because right. millennials are not going to go in and work bell to bell six days a week. Well, and why do they have to? Doesn't exactly. it, it frustrates the crap rate out of me when because people say, well, we can't have two pay plans. Well, you should have thirty six because everybody is motivated differently, and putting somebody on one isn't going to motivate them the same. Why can't you have two schedules? Why is it such a big deal? to just let them have that because they listen and they learn if you just approach it differently. They're just motivated differently. Yeah. Money doesn't really motivate those guys. I mean, for the most part. JR, let me go to you on that because, I mean, I'm anxious. JR Warman, let me go to you on that just for one second just to get get a perspective from somebody that's responsible for, you know, really hundreds if not thousands of employees. I mean, what's your take on that? I mean, you have young, you said you have sons that are all in the, looks like the millennial uh, age bracket there. I mean, what's your take on what, what, what Chris just said about, you know, different pay plans, different times, you know, different incentives besides just the spiffs and the money and the bonuses and so forth. What's your take on that, JR? Well, I think we need to take a look at it totally different than the way we've looked at it in the past. You know, I started selling cars in 73. I'm a dinosaur, I guess you'd say. At least my kids say I'm a dinosaur. But, you know, we need to take a look at it differently. You could be a dinosaur and wearing skinny jeans, you know what I'm saying? You're looking good, man. Come on. I'm just kidding. Go ahead. That's right. (laughs) But what we're we're looking at at right now, and really my my sons are driving this, is we're looking at attracting uh, young talent by bringing them in on more of a, a salary pay program, in some instances, uh, a strictly a salary program, and then as they progress, as they learn the business 60, 90 days down the road, and they say, you know, they see where they can have some pretty good grosses and good commissions, then we give them an option to go into a secondary pay program, which is more uh, commission-based, which is similar to what we've been used to over the years. So. Uh, we're starting to look at it totally different because you have to, like like some of the uh, uh, people on the show have said, you get to attract the talent today, the younger talent today. You got you got to look at you got to look at the car business totally different in terms of the pay program and how you, and how you're going to attract these people. Right. Jared, what do you think about, uh, you know, what's your, what's your stance? I was in a conversation recently about mirroring. You know, we used to teach mirroring back in the day with behavior. But what about mirroring when you're, when you're online on social, when you're thinking about these kids that you're trying to attract? What about looking at mirroring for their leadership to them? Are you guys considering that at all uh, when placing them? 
do we look at, uh, in other words, after the first interview, do we look at their Facebook page and that type of thing? Is that what you're saying? Well, or? Yeah, a little bit to get a, an idea of their personality, but are you putting them with a leader who best mirrors their personality for motivation? Or is it like, hey, this person's going to new, they're going to use. Do you guys have something structured that way to fit the leader with the person and help the turnover issue? Uh, no, not really. Not really, because uh, we're, we're really not set up that way. Uh, we could be, but we're not set up that way right now. We have 27 individual dealerships with your, you know, with your basic general manager, new car manager, used car manager, and and that type, you know, F and I managers, that type of structure. But uh, I think that's something we need to look at down the road for yeah. sure, as far as you know, matching matching personalities. Absolutely, uh, yeah, that's a really good point because mirroring and training. Full of them. Okay. Yeah, that's oh, a, that's a really I good point. Kidding. Because I was gonna say, you know, thinking back when I first got started in the business, mm-hmm. uh, my first month was brutal, and yeah. I think if I had one of the other sales managers in the store, other than the mm-hmm. one that I had, I would have failed miserably. Right. You know, I, I anyway, he had a more of a kind of similar personality to me and knew how to communicate with yeah. me. So that's a really good point. I yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's effective. I know I'm motivated differently. I mean. Uh, you know, I'm. me and William were talking about this the other day. I'm in the middle of trying to buy a car. My lease is up in a month and a half. I've been in over 32 dealerships in the last two months. And not one, including my own clients who I adore, have I wanted to buy a car from. Because every time I ask a question, it's like, Bobby, did you drive that? Yeah, I don't want to drive it. You've been in Indiana? I don't need to drive it. Right? What's my trade worth? Bring it in. I don't need to bring <laughs> it in. Can I touch on that real quick? Get off your process and get on mine. <laughs> I think JR heard that. JR, yeah. I'm, doing, hey, I'm, yes. I'm trying to help you out, JR. You've yeah. been to Indiana, Bobby, and JR might be able to help you. <laughs> well, Indiana is, is by my I house. So. Yeah. Yes, you wanted to touch on it? Yes, I do. I, do. I, I think you guys brought up a great point there, and that's kind of what this whole conversation we've all touched on in, a, in some way. But we got to understand that everybody has a different personality. You know, there's four major different personalities. And it, we, we need to understand that our customers are this way, but salespeople are as well. So me as a sales manager, I make sure that I, I manage every single person differently to their needs and, and how to get them to the next level. But we need to do that with our customers as well. Yeah. If you're trying to stick a driver dominant like a Donald Trump through a sales cycle, okay, a road to the sale, Okay, that's not going to work the same way as it would, you know, somebody else that we've been taught. Right. So we we got to get better of understanding people, what they need and how they're motivated. And I think that's the very that's that's the key. And the thing that I focus on as a sales manager the most. So so let's go back for a moment, because let's go back to what Bobby just said. And this ties into your comment, Sean. But, um, you know, Bobby just mentioned, you know, I'm not really excited about buying because everyone the first question is, hey, you need to drive the car. And Bobby's like, no, I don't need to drive the car. But that brings up a great point, because we've been trained over the years, right, that everybody needs to drive the car. But isn't there some validity to that? So here's where the struggle is now, because we can't. A lot of consumers want to say, oh, I don't need to drive the car. Unfortunately, then, you know, on the third pencil into the deal, you know, you find out that they didn't know the car had this or that, that they would have caught during the test drive. Or, steering wheel? Or, 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 better yet, or better yet, they get to the deal and they almost make a deal and they're about to sign up and they go, well, you know what? I haven't even driven the car. Let me go drive the car now. Mm-hmm. What? So, so, I mean, you know. backing into it now, though, right? Yeah, so, like, my question is, the trainer in me is having a little bit yeah. of an issue with, you know, we're, we're driven by, we're driven by, Let's be more effective for a modern customer because we're we're right. being taught now that we need to conform or not conform, but you know, we service. have to coddle them. You have to coddle yeah. them well, we're being and <laughs> give them a safe room yeah. to go well, sit the, in. Right. The big buzz thing is, you know, hey, let's let's meet the consumers in the way that they want to buy a car. Right. Uh, well, unfortunately, I mean that's great, but are they the experts in that process? Do no. they understand? Right. You know, there's some things they don't know. It's mm-hmm. like you don't go into someone else's business and say, "This is how I want to do things." You know, it doesn't but isn't that what Stanford that said, though? Isn't Stanford? Isn't yeah. that what you said? You said that's to me. That's what he said. He's, he's only commented one time, but I want to go back to him. That's what he said. He said, "Look, you know, the process is there, but really, I mean, be a human." And that's kind of where I was going. I mean, be look. I mean, you know, I teach our guys here. To, okay, yeah. yeah. So I mean, I teach our guys here to demo a, a general manager a product. But I mean, I can tell you now. The, the fastest deal I've ever sold to a general manager and Jr. be the only guy that understand this as a decision maker of that, that magnitude, you know, I sold a general manager, 
a pro product and it literally in about 45 seconds after he, he, I wanted him to go to a demo. He told me, if you don't tell me the price, I'm going to hang up on you. I was in the room yeah. when this happened. Yeah. I remember this. <laughs> and I said, I said, okay, you win. I gave him the price and he overnighted a check for $13,000. Right. And he never, it? and then, but guess what? Okay. That guy, a week later, before his product became live, goes, all right, now what did I buy? Tell me about it. <laughs> right, right. But he bought a relationship. But, well, people don't buy things that you buy a relationship. That was a quickie. <laughs> that was, that was that's a relationship. right. You didn't wipe him up. It was a one-nighter. No. But people don't buy people don't buy things. They buy feelings. Yeah. It, it was that's just, the it difference. Was just, it was just, it was just, I'm, what I'm trying to say is that I was, I'm not going to, everybody doesn't fit in that. I can't mm. teach that because if, if you teach that, you know, Stanford, and you don't teach process, then you're going to have everybody that can't do they can't do that. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna cut corners and they're gonna wonder yeah. why they didn't succeed. But I'm gonna go back to you, Stanford, and let you comment on, on this. Yeah, I mean you have to know the process. There's always a process. I, I get it. But just like somebody commented about you know not being AI, it's not artificial intelligence. We're talking to people. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it's so hard to just have a conversation with a person. Right. You know, when you're talking to somebody, you meet somebody in the street, you, you, you strike up a conversation. It's a regular conversation. Mm. It's smooth. It's easy flowing. It's a fun thing to do. That's why people don't like going to dealerships because they know, oh, I'm going to go here. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. It's going to be boring. I mean, if you make it a fun time and you can follow your process, just allow the customer, let them have some input too. Mm. I don't want to drive it right now. Hey, cool. That's great. Don't drive it right now. You move on to something else and then you go back to the drive mm -hmm. and make it, make it fun. Be their chauffeur. Do something different. Right. Make it an enjoyable time, and they will follow your process. You know, they will go with you on that journey instead of you telling them, "We're going to do this. We're going to do this." You know, it's, and, you know, explain something. I guide them. That's what that's what people like to be. This is the part that I get frustrated with at the dealer as a consumer, not as a consultant or somebody who's been in it. But like process, yes, I am a huge advocate for process, but. Why is it that everybody has to fit inside of their box, right? Mm -hmm. and, and here's the thing. You, you have different types of buyers. I will pay almost double for something if you make it convenient for me. And it's not because I don't want to come hang out with you for the day, which some of you I do, some I don't. Mm -hmm. But that's not why. It's like I'm in Florida. I'm working six days a week. I'm running a business. I got to come in during your hours. I can't get an answer on anything unless it's on your time. Like, how about you stay until 10 o'clock at night and run my car over to me and sell it to me at my house, and then I'll follow your process. But that's not an option either. And so when we're training a team, this is part of what happens with the modern dealership, right? I get more complaints from salespeople that go, Bobby, we can't do that because the managers won't let us. Okay, so I'm going well, gonna, gonna gonna nice to play devil's advocate for a moment. I like moment. it. I like um, it. It's easier than asking for permission. Right. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, but, but here's the way that I would see that. You know, I am a big believer in the process. Now, I am a big also believer in that you've got to skill up when it comes to being savvy with working with people because right. I think you can take someone in that situation, put them right back into a process. However, that being said, I'm going to sacrifice a deal with you, Bobby, in right. order to For get in order to get a deal with more customers by following that process or being a little more disciplined about that process. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I may, I may not be, I may miss your deal right? because, and, and hopefully I would not miss it because of the right. sales skill. But if I did miss it because of the, you know, I'm you not going to do certain. Sure yeah, yeah. Well, thank you. But, um, <laughs> But but the point is these like two, there, these there, two are low key debating right yeah, now. Yeah, there, is, there, oh, yeah. There, there is a there is something to be said though for policy it's and like this, reasons Luke, why like dealers this, do certain things in a certain way. Okay. And I'm, you know you don't have to stay old school, but if it works ninety percent of the time and you're going to lose ten percent, then it might not this be is, a bad bet. But is that true when it's like a hey, hey Bobby, this, this is what's going on with you on this like, one. No, Bobby, you you have to be flexible with the customer and I disagree because if the if the customers are 90% will follow your process and it's 90% accurate, then yeah. how come we're not selling 90% of our walk-ins? Right. We only because sell we don't, right. because, because, because we're going to give you a high five through here's the why. Yeah, here, here, Here's why. We're disengaging because a lot here's, of our people from because the process. In fact, if you listen to what we're just <laughs> discussing, you know, if a customer wants to see payments and going along and then finally wants to test drive the vehicle, let them. That's the way they wanted to shop the car. But if had we right. forced that customer to buy that vehicle or drive that vehicle, to beginning, he could have got ejected from the process based on his experience because if we weren't doing what they were asking to do. And that's what, what we call a, a drop the mic right I there. Think. That's what, a drop. what about a compromise, though? What if on your team you said, I see what you're saying. You don't want to lose this. You don't want to teach a different skill set when it's working and it works for the majority of people. 
but you're a process follower. Half the stores we go into are like, we follow a whole process except for when it's anything else we're doing. What if you could say the person that doesn't has to come to you? I think the problem is the problem is the process is effective. The problem is the salespeople aren't necessarily, there are very small percentage of them that are effective and can take a client that wants to go the direction you guys were just talking about um, and then transition them in a very savvy way. Okay. And when I say savvy, I don't mean like slick. I just mean like, you know, you can accommodate a customer that's looking for those things and move them right that's back a, into the process. That's a really good point. Jason, uh, let's get your closing thoughts and, and <laughs> your, your right? comments on this. We're doing a private hey, show later. And when hey. we're done, when we're done, we're going to roll some mats out here and Bobby and Cribs are going to arm wrestle. <laughs> No, this is fun. Yeah, it's, so it's I, fun. I, I agree, and uh, and I think you nailed it. That we have we have veterans right now that if they come up to the desk and they want to do want to see numbers without a demo, or they want to do an appraisal that's sight unseen, what do you do as a sales manager? You do it for them. Why? Because you trust them. But yet the people that are are new that are not trained, we force them to go down this path. And what do you think they're telling our customers? They're not telling them the smooth transition. They're just basically saying, hey, I have to go on a demo with you, otherwise my boss is going to send me home. What does that come across <laughs> that, 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 right, that, to, our, yes. to our consumers? That, you're, so, you're spot so on. To, to grow this team, you need processes, and I'm glad I think JR brought this up. You know, he hasn't heard anybody talk about onboarding. We do have to have proper onboarding. We need to have proper uh, training and development schedule. We need to have a career passing for them. Uh, most millennials, we don't have to communicate them in a way they want to be communicated, but we do have to look through their lens and see what's important to them. And the four things that are important to them is, number one is career path, which we don't have. We have, you may one day become a manager. We They want mentorship. We have a shadow program. That's not effective. They want uh, work-life balance. We ask them to burn every day. And then they want compensation, and we pay them on commission. And then we wonder why we can't recruit the right talent, and we can't retain them. And then we have to spend time, and might be spend time on the managers of our industry, and we have to invest in them. We have to give them the leadership training and not just expect that they're going to be able to do it all on their own because at the end of the day, the customer is demanding more from us and we have to be able to deliver. Hey, man, great. Boy, you just, yeah, round of great, you just ran high. right through the whole thing. That was awesome, Jason. <laughs> so if, in case you – before we go to Sean for closing remarks, we're going to go down the – Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that deserves an offer. We're going to go to Sean next for closing remarks. But before we do, Jason, man, thank you so much for inspiring, A, the topic. And yeah. if you're not – if you're not – if you're listening now and you didn't want to or didn't think you wanted to, I think you might have changed your mind. Go to Jason's uh, workshop, A Modern Consumer Needs a Modern Salesperson. Stop hoping for high performers and learn how to grow your own. Maybe he might have a couple of people wrestling. I don't know. He might have some things going on there. But this is a hot topic. And, you know, you might want to uh, incorporate some questions in there. You might get, uh, might get a pretty active audience, Jason. But thank you so much for, for being on the show, man. And I look forward to seeing you in, in April. Let's go to Sean Hayes for uh, closing remarks. Uh, founder of Sales Hustlers, your car guy, Dan Cummings Chevy. Um, obviously a sales beast, now a sales managing beast. Sean, give us your closing remarks. Well, I think this is an interesting topic. You could probably have this two-hour show, to be honest with you. But um, mainly, you just we just all got to get – we all got to understand people. And if you take nothing out of what I say today, or you take anything out of what I say today, get better at understanding people. And I agree with you, Cribs. I, I am a person that loves processes, too. But I've had to even adjust the way I was brought up in the car business because – you know, I had that manager that said, do it this way, do it this way, do it this way. But I knew some of these people didn't want to go through these processes. I had to get really, really skilled at this. And a lot of the people that we're, we have in these buildings, they're not as skilled yet. So we, as leaders in, this, in these organizations, we have to get good at either teaching these people or getting involved early in this process until they become skilled enough. And at the end of the day, we have to understand people, our customers, and our salespeople because we need to grow these people to where they're not only uh, great at what they do, but they're the future leaders of this uh, industry because that's very, very important. All right. Thank you, Sean. Yeah. Great. Thank you, Sean. Great to be back. Let's go to uh, JR next for your uh, closing comments. I feel like we've kind of wrestled with a octopus today. You know, we're going after a lot of different tentacles here. I'm not sure which tentacle to go after, but I'm going to go after the tentacle that's been touched on a little bit 
in terms of we can't get away from the basics. My, my daddy started selling cars in 55, and one thing he taught me was if you make a friend, you'll sell a car. That's right. It's all about relationships. Now, if we're, if we're hiring people that can't build relationships, we're probably hiring the wrong people. Mm. It really is all about building relationships with customers. But I think as a dealer and as general managers and as managers, we need to take a look at the car business totally different than the way we've looked at it in the past. And, you know, yeah. I, I ran a university for six years where I hired and trained about 600 salespeople up in Chicago. And one thing that I saw is when training, the, the place that training stops in the car business is when a person becomes a manager. That's when they stop getting trained. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that, and that's when really, that's when really training should be cranked up. So somehow we got to learn how to better train our managers, our general managers and grow them to become future dealers. It's yeah. good. It's good stuff, so, Jr. Real good. Thank you, Cribs. Yeah, let's go to. Uh, thank you so much, Jr. Or, or, and uh, let's go to Stanford Badly for closing comments. Stanford. Hey, right, my closing comments. Um, I like the show. The show was great. You know, a lot of great points. I learned a lot of things here. Uh, maybe even help me in you know my business and growing my business brand and working with customers. Uh, awesome. My process for being the modern salesperson that I, I try to be. Yeah, back to going back to basics. Greet the customer with a smile, find their wants and needs, show them what they want, and then you're there. It's as, it's as simple as that. Not as simple, but it's as simple as that. And just have a great time while you're doing it, and it makes everything go so much smoother. You know what you have to do. They know what they have to do. You just got to find a happy median where everyone's having a good time. And, yeah, that, making friends, making deals, getting referrals, that's how you put it all together. Yeah. You know, I think uh, before, we, before we go to William, I, I think one of the things that we we don't really talk about, and I think that it's worth bringing up, is when that customer first comes in to your store, you know, selling them on your dealership first, as opposed to trying to find out what they want, because it. I mean, nothing's changed. Yeah. The anxiety level when a when a customer comes on the lot has not changed. No. It's just as high as it was ten, twenty years ago. But you could see when you actually do a really good job of telling people what's really different about your store, if you have that something unique that makes yeah. you different, the sales process, whatever it is, you can see that anxiety level go down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it, it makes good. the whole the rest of the sales process much easier. Yeah, yeah you're right. So, Agreed. Um, thank you, uh, Stanford, for uh, coming on. Uh, William, we'll take your closing remarks. Okay. <laughs> well, guys, thanks again for having me on uh, once again. It's been a while, but uh, I'm glad to be in this uh, esteemed company. Um, I think that uh, one of the things we got to remember is not to sacrifice quality for quantity. Mm. I mean, everybody's got this new uh, new age dealership, the, the modern dealership, however you want to call it, that wants to press out that uh, we're going to make this so streamlined, you're going to be in and out in... 20, 30 minutes, and what is the actual reality? It takes long enough just to just to process the paperwork. Um, right. You know, I've got I've got a we've got a car out here on, on you know, that, that somebody had bought and returned back because after they got home realized oh it doesn't have navigation in it. You know, come back and got the exact same model with the navigation package. And, and had to swap out. It was just too late to reverse the paperwork. That's where we got to slow it down and make sure things are done right. Make sure all the questions are addressed, so that you can have that customer satisfaction level, and and not find that that your dealership's lacking in its modern capabilities uh, by by sacrificing the quality that went into making sure that your customers were satisfied from from the first moment they stepped inside the showroom yeah we got to just get back to that's where we got to get back to the basics at and make sure that everybody's greeted and treated with respect and and not treated like a number everybody is not not, they're not a prospect they're not a lead they are as bobby's pointed out on several occasions just an opportunity right someone that we have a, a chance to make friends with Someone that we can create a long-term relationship with, and therefore, you know, by word of mouth or whatever, 
they will bring their friends. They will bring their families. Our marketing budgets will reduce because we don't have to worry about it if they're all in our local environment, our local community, and they're bringing their friends and family, and we're winning them all over. Amen, William. Right well said, William. in everybody's driveway. Well, Jason, Sean, Jr., Stanford, and William, thank you so much for being on the show. Great points, and uh, would love to have you guys back on again, and I hope you guys have a great uh, rest of January. Talk to you guys soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having Thank you. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Awesome, man. Thank you. All right, so a great show. Another one in the yeah. books, guys. I think Lou's going to go mobile here for our drawings. We're going to go mobile for the oh. drawing cribs. Awesome. Hey, what if I do this, man, so we can do something a little different? We're going to give away. So in case you guys, I'm sorry if you missed it. We did uh, announce it earlier on, but we've got a bowl full of names here, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to give away um, the first two pulls are going to win 50 bucks each. We're going to give away $50. And we're going to give away $50 again. And then the third poll, the grand prize, is going to be $100. Nice. And that's where we go. So we're going to give away cash today or Ooh, money. Love today. I love cash. Right? So what I'm going to do is I'm going to let you let you draw out, Chris. And, or no, you know what I want to do? I want to do it this way. I want to, pull, I want to ball it up. I don't want to throw it to you guys once you open it. <laughs> oh, that's All nice. Right. Got to have a little bit. Of, got to have a little bit. Of. All right. You ready, Cribs? Yeah. You got to see, you got to see After this, on. I'm taking Bobby over to drive a car. <laughs> Boom. All right. So this is the first $50. Going to make someone holla? What's it going to be? See. Who's it going to be? What do we got? <laughs> totally upside down. I can read upside down. Dan Henson. <laughs> she, instead of turning it back Dan upside down, Henson. she turned her head upside down. Dan That's right, because I go in my own box like, upside down. I know Mr. Dan. Congratulations, <laughs> Dan. Dan Henson. Right. Uh, he's a, a Muppets, right? Oh, no, that's not Dan. Muppets. No, no, no. And the guy named Definitely Henson. not Muppets. Oh, yeah, the guy that did the Muppets. It is. Wasn't it Henson? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was, yeah. yeah. I think you can Chris. I know you're a Clemson fan. You not the same one. So I, can't I know. I love, I love them too. I love them too. <laughs> Look at that. Falling short. Falling short. Yeah. Wouldn't be the first time. I'm not going to say a word. <laughs> I hear that a lot. Oh, we love him. upside down again. David Sabalski. I can never Come on, David Sabalski. Never, never, never. Dave Sabalski. Oh, yeah. Hey, Dave's about a five-year listener of this show. Yeah. yeah. And, Great guy. Uh, excellent guy. And we're going to draw another name so out. So those right were here. 50 each, right? Those were 50 yeah. each. So All you right. guys, $50. Dan Henson, you win 50 bucks. Winner. Dave Sabalski wins 50 bucks. That's Chris, best. man, what do you say? You know what? Tree, you want to open it? No? She said, nope. <laughs> She's She's like, you. Nope. You want to open it? I'll watch yep, it. I'm in. Okay, ready? Ready? <gasps> that was a terrible catch. All right, let's see what we're working with. $100, folks. Drum roll. $100. Oh, another longtime listener, Mr. Ted Hip. Nice. Ted Hip. Ted Hip. Oh, Ted Hip. Yeah. 100 bucks. Great people. He can get that replacement now. Couldn't have 100 bucks, baby. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can wow. we get close? Let's get closing remarks from you guys. Well, first of all, before you guys go at it, let's get closing remarks from you, man. What do you think? Um, well, why'd you have to go to me first? I don't know. Man. I was perfectly content going that We're way. We're following a process. Let's because those two are going to argue. And I don't want to go through the process. Uh, I, I think a lot of good stuff today. I, I mean, um, that's you profound. Know, huh? That was profound. Well, I mean, yeah. I, I think the I think the biggest takeaway is um, is the fact that, you know, their argument that they were having over there about, you know, going through the process, not going through the process. I think there's a happy medium there somewhere. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. And I think a lot of that comes down to trusting. If you train your salespeople well enough, there's got to be a trust factor there. Mm -hmm. And I think lots of times that's what's lacking. There's a, there's a, there's a lack of trust between the desk right. and the sales um, salesman. And so when they come up there and say, boss, we need to do X, Y, Z a little bit differently today. Um, the boss is like, no, you go out there and do it this way because this is our sales process. And that's yeah. it. So I think, I think sometimes that might be it, but I, I think it's a very, that's a, I think that they need the biggest, more of this kind of collaboration. And yeah, they absolutely. Grow. Yeah. yeah, I think, yeah. I think so. Well, my closing, my closing <laughs> comment and, uh, is, leadership i think it's about leadership what I, what I really hear today is is it's you got to train your people you have to have trained people you have to whether you hire them from the outside or promote from within yeah. um you know i think that leaders need to step up i saw a post the other day that was probably one of the best posts i've ever seen i don't remember what group it was in but it said it was chastising or basically correcting leaders and it was saying look what did we hire you for mm -hmm. as a leader what do we hire you for you know before you let somebody go you know I mean, have you shown them how to do it do they know they're supposed to do this and i think that leadership i think jr hit it on the slap on the head when he said that um you know we stop training when we're managers and you know dave anderson uh learn to lead has a uh, red belt training that you know is designed after martial arts that says basically people stop training in martial arts when they become a black belt yeah. and so he 
puts this red belt or stay hungry training out there. And I think that that's really one of the things I, I really believe it hinges on leadership. And uh, if you get that right, then you get your people right. Mm-hmm. And uh, if you get your people right, every, the processes and everything are going to fall in place. Absolutely. So on to you two. Good ding, point. ding, ding. Good round points. one. <laughs> Go ahead, Bobby. <laughs> I'll wrap it up. Uh, final thing, final thing. Right, it's good collaboration for sure. But um, I think a lot of what came out of today's discussion really is uh what you should take away from it is to stop making excuses for everything like stop giving an excuse for what you don't know and listen to a ted talk i study realtors more than anything and have for 15 years that's where i take a lot of my material from because it works so well for me uh but stop making excuses if you're a person in a dealership who wants to improve invest in yourself get on a ted talk you know you don't have time to listen to a ted talk neither do i I listen to one in the shower there's a tip then you can't get away from it you got to be listening to it while you're not doing anything else right uh but in terms of anything in what we're talking about with modern dealerships, the biggest thing that, that you can do outside of uh, not making an excuse is in something you brought up is know your why buy in the store. If you're if you're a manager tomorrow, do me a solid and go into your sales meeting and just ask your people what the difference is between you and your competitor 20 miles down the road. And they're not allowed to say inventory because everybody has that. That's online. And they're not allowed to say family oriented or family owned because that's a reason to work there, a stability. But if that mattered to a consumer, like Ace Hardware wouldn't be out of business, right? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't do that. And you're going to be shocked to find out how many of your people can't tell you why they should buy a car there other than if you're a loss leader with the lowest gross. So how are they supposed to? And that's where you start. Pull up your reviews and let your customers tell you and do that with your team and train them in that way, in that fashion and get started that way to being open to that kind of thing, right? Awesome. Uh, and then I would just leave you uh, leave you with this too. Um, you know, I'm I'm gonna be at Internet Battle Plan in Clearwater on the 4th and 5th with Mr. Ziegler. Us too. Right, yeah. We're gonna be doing, uh, we're gonna be talking about no excuses and some BD study stuff and how to wife a customer up and stop it with a one night stand. I'm gonna call Jim after this and tell him I'm changing the name of it. It's like game over. Yeah. Putting a ring on it now, right? Yeah. Uh, and I'll leave you this last thing. I am not against processes. I'm a big, big, big process person. I'm against uh, refusal to adapt and grow your process based on the needs of the consumer and the control variants that you can use inside of it, right? Okay. Little dominant. Go ahead and so, use your safe word. So I'm a, fan, I'm, a fan of, I'm a fan of accommodating the client and what yes. they're looking for when they walk in, finding agreement quickly, yes. but then moving them back smoothly into a process that we know works. Right. So for example, you come in, you don't want to drive the car, uh, and you just right. want figures. Well, absolutely, Bobby, I can get you figures within a matter of minutes. Right. So, and I understand you don't need, need to drive the car. I'm not going to ask you yeah. to do that. What I'm going to do, if it's okay with you, is I'm just going to go touch the car to make sure there's no, nothing on it that we're not accounting for. Make sure I get you an accurate right. price. Fair enough? Fair enough. Fair enough. Great. By the way, what drew you to that car in the first place? Right. Your relationship based. So you're now I'm moving into conversation. Yeah. Now you're going to come with me. I'm going to make sure at some point I'm going to go, I'm going to go grab the car. Just make sure that I put my hands on it again. We want to right. price it out perfectly for you. Have that in a matter of minutes. I'll be right back. I'm going to grab that. You comfortable? Can I get you a glass of water? Okay, great. Let me go get that. I'm going to pull it up and go, Bobby, uh, I just want to verify. I think we have a price ready for you. Come on, just verify a couple things on the car. Make sure that we accounted for everything. By the way, again, I know you chose this right. car because you like that. By the way, I, want, I do want to share one thing, though, with you, Bobby. Something I know that you haven't seen on this car, even if you researched it. Can I share it? Can I share that? Well done. Charming. Absolutely. Charming. Sit All down right, right there. Yeah. Boom. So, but you hey, listen. pulled me back in like that. We're going. Then listen. That's only because I've got a deal to close. you got to be preparing <laughs> someone to be able to do that. Go ahead, Dave. Oh, well, I'm just saying, I have a deal to close. In other words, listen. we need to go. Yeah. <laughs> I do. But we're going to let these these guys are going to price stay here and just and just and just continue to do <laughs> this this is awesome conversation with you a lot but hey listen thank thing. you so much for tuning in to auto dealer live man what a great great show thank you so much bobby heron uh thank dave you. man awesome event today but awesome event chris good job thank you to uh the five guests outstanding see you next week that's Thanks. right that's right. the end bye <laughs> <Look at> that <laughs> radio voice <laughs> that was fun that is fun